Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL News Time 345. The three things you need to know this hour first. Whilst our domestic flock in Utah is under control, when it comes to bird flu, many of our native species are actually infected. It's harder to control in the wild, so the DWR is focused on limiting human transfer. I'm KSL News Radio's Hugo Ricard Bell. Second, the Washington County School District says they regret the tone of an email telling employees. Don't take mental health days using your sick days. The district says they just don't want people abusing their sick days. Third, our biggest traffic trouble spot. We do have a medical situation in traffic eastbound I-80 as you're approaching I-215's West Belt. It is mostly to the right shoulder, but partially sticking out into that right lane of travel. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. No chances for the next two days and then drying things out. I'm Matt Johnson. Too warm right now. It's 43 in Salt Lake City now. Chaos House top national stories from ABC News. To folks in Ohio affected by the big chemical tanker train wreck, Senator Sherrod Brown, Ohio Democrat, advising. Everybody keep their receipts, whether they're testing their well or their hotel rooms or the cleanup, that everyone keeps the receipts, and I will make sure that that um, that Norfolk Southern is accountable. Clean up one death and injuries in the Southern Plains after tornadoes. Some of the Detroit area are without power a fifth day after an ice storm. Despite a government report saying the COVID pandemic may have started with a leak from a lab, there's no consensus, says White House spokesperson John Kirby. The president believes it's really important that we continue that work and that we find out as best we can how it started so that we can better prevent a future pandemic. Responding to a new Labor Department report saying migrant children are working in dangerous jobs across the U.S., White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Child labor is abuse uh, and it is unacceptable. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Now, the in-depth on KSL. Over the past few days, the state legislature has taken up the issue of diversity, equity, and inclusion. A pair of bills are out there that would restrict money spent and questions asked about DEI, as it's called, DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Well, joining us live, KSL at Night co-host Mara Carabello, 
thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Because you're going to explain what this is all about to us. What's going on? So, you know, as you said, there's two bills. I'm going to start with an interesting change of name that might frame it up for us. Uh, The bill was originally called the Study of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion in Higher Education. It was later changed to Prohibiting Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for Higher Education. What an interesting change. Um, The the. Both of these bills, I should say, have died. Uh, And so this conversation is important because it's coming up more and more, this conversation about should we include DEI. Now, what's interesting about these bills are they're talking about the administration. Should you have, um, you know, multicultural committees? It's not talking about curriculum. It's talking about uh, institutions focusing on inclusion and letting other voices be heard. We're talking about within the state colleges and right. state universities. All higher education. Do they all have offices of diversity, equity, and inclusion? By and large, for years. We used to call them multicultural centers. We've changed a little bit of how we talk about them. Uh, but it but it has been an important part of Utah's history. Utah also, you know, if you juxtapose this with our position on immigration and our open arms about different cultures, one thing that's interesting, both of the bills this year – came from ideas that were generated by outside think tanks. Now, I'm not saying no to outside think tanks, but I think one thing citizens should look at is, is this a Utah bill written for Utah ways, or did it come from an outside group in which we're just one state as part of a multi-level conversation? Interesting response today from Sandra Holland, who's a representative. She's the only black person in our legislature. And to paraphrase her, she just said, I'm exhausted. I'm spiritually tired. I'm mentally tired. I don't know what to tell my community anymore. I don't know why we keep seeing these bills. She feels like she's playing whack-a-mole. Right, exactly. And she's expressed this exhaustion. Um, But we saw two bills. They didn't go anywhere. But for certain, this topic in America is going to continue. So what, what is the reason that these bills come up? Those that sponsor them, it must explain why we need these measures on DEI. Well, by and large, what we're hearing is that 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 it's a it's an overreach. It's an unleveling of the playing field. They're saying there's a preference for it and that it's teaching a philosophy. Um, I think that that's what the proponents would say is that it's teaching a philosophy um, that that is not equitable in, in many ways. Is that a way of saying that it's anti-white discrimination? So. I'll just put the words yeah, out there. Yeah, I mean, I, that's how I read it. It feels to me like it's it's saying, hey, this the institution is being threatened, and the institution now is sort of white and maybe male a little bit as well. And the measures are dying for this legislative session. They're just not going to pull through. Right. So power, I think, responds to the threat of disruption by saying it's uncomfortable. Maura Carabello, we appreciate you explaining all of that. She'll be on KSL at 9 starting at seven o'clock right here on this radio station two years ago americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the kabul airport there's desperation and anguish more than eighty thousand afghans have since arrived in america but this story is still unfolding i'm andreas martin in my new podcast stranger becomes neighbor we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities who would help our newest neighbors Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.